how are we doing? Hope that we're all well. Coming at you from a slightly earlier time today. So welcome to episode 34 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. It's great to have you with us. Really appreciate you catching up on replay. Just uh, just drop in the comments, hashtag replay. Let me, let me appreciate you. Let me just uh, connect and uh, say thank you for joining. If you're catching up on the podcast, thank you very much. I hope that this... Um, this in invite us because I'm reading the word hope this interview session will serve you well if it does please do share it with someone that you think will benefit from it and obviously like subscribe um, leave a review whatever you so desire if this content adds you some value so I'm just sending a few invites now to to make sure we've got um, as many people as we can in a conversation Dave good to see you Wendy Joanne happy days happy Sunday um, let me just keep some invites going, make sure that my guest is on as well. That will always help. So, I hope that we've had a really good couple of days in the snow. It's um, It's been a cold one, so there's my guest invited. Fantastic. Happy days. So, you're yeah, coming out a bit of, bit of an earlier time today. Normally, it would be 8 p.m., but it's 3 p.m., because our guest is coming all the way from the east coast of America today. So I've adjusted the time a little bit. Hope that is cool. If it means you've got to catch up on replay, not a problem. I appreciate you for joining us. So if this is the first time you've ever caught an Always Better Than Yesterday interview session, let me just give you a very, very quick overview of what they're all about. I love learning about people. I love learning about uh, the mindset of people, how people think, because I genuinely believe that um, it's the way that people think will inform the way people act which will inform the results that people get. So I've been um, very fortunate to interview 33 people up, up to now. Today is episode 34, um, and we've had loads and loads of guests, ranging from uh, Paralympians to UFC fighters uh, to some, some good friends and um, you know, complete different backgrounds, walks of life, and it's all about understanding the mindset behind these people. And I've got a, a really inspiring guest that I'm going to bring with us today. Her name is Natalie Strasser. And um, Corey and I, we were watching, I'll tell you how I came across Natalie and her content. We were watching a series on Netflix called Ultimate Beastmaster, which is just like uh, Ninja Warrior, but on, on steroids. Um, it's absolutely epic. And there was this one episode where Natalie was representing Team USA and she injured herself quite badly in one of the activities and got a huge, huge gash in her arm. And did it stop her? No. And she put blood under her eyes as if to be ready for war and I was like yeah that is my kind of mindset I'd love to know more about that so I've been following Natalie ever since um, and I'm really looking forward to to asking her a few questions um, and she's done loads and loads of other things as well um, not just Ultimate Beastmaster so I'm going to dive into some of those things as well so hopefully I can bring Natalie on with me now so yeah if you've lined up or if you've got questions as we go please do ask them Just bringing her on now. Hopefully we won't have uh, any Facebook Live issues. Last week went well. Positive thinking. Oh, the suspense. There we go. <laughs> just one technical difficulty. I just have to put my phone on the uh, tripod real quick. Sweet. I shall wait. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Very well. 
Okay, let's see. I'm just gonna put the phone down really quick, okay? Sweet. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Who else we got on? Fiona, Jess. Hope you're recovering well, Jess. Good to see you, Dave. Amazing. Okay. There we go. Technology. Fantastic. Okay, is that good? That is good. Okay. Good to go. Fantastic. Well, great to see you. Do you mind doing the, me the honor and the privilege of introducing your good self? Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie Strasser, and I am talking to you from Brooklyn, New York. Amazing. Um, just give us a little bit of a, an overview of your story, some of the things that you've done and uh, leading up to today, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've had quite an interesting experience, you know, the last eight years since mm -hmm. I started to pursue various things. Um, originally, I kind of kickstarted this career by doing parkour about mm -hmm. it's probably been about eight years now. And from then I started doing a couple live shows. And then I met some people and was like, Oh, stunts. Well, <laughs> let me see if I can try to do that. Um, and that led me to moving out to Los Angeles and doing more live shows, meeting people, and then eventually moving back to um, the East Coast to continue to pursue stunts here. And in the middle there, you know, did some Ninja Warrior, also did, you know, Ultimate Beastmaster. Um, couple of, I was on Tosh.0 for uh, Web Redemption. So yeah. I, you know, that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Would you say that um, you love what you do? I do. It can be frustrating sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you love to hate what you do as well. <laughs> um, I don't hate it, but you know, there are trying times with anything that, you know, you mm -hmm. are passionate about. Yeah. I, I talk a lot about, you know, pursuing loving what you do and and it's not because it's the easy option and i guess would you say that you know your career it's been easy no it has not been easy um but i think when things aren't easy they they tend to tell a better story and you learn a lot more about mm. yourself um i also think that we as humans tend to make things more difficult for ourselves than mm -hmm. they should be so yeah, I've made things more difficult for myself along this process. But yeah. again, in retrospect, learning about that uh, has been awesome. Do you mind telling us a bit more about that? Oh, well, we talk, you know, you talk about mindset and things like that. And I've actually been reading this book. It's called The Happiness Project mm -hmm. uh, by Gretchen Rubin, I believe her name is. And I've actually really, really enjoyed it so far. Um, and it just talks about happiness and and trying to find your own happiness and mm. reading through it and doing a lot of you know um, talk you know thinking about myself in the last few years, you kind of realize, oh hey, like I made things harder on myself, like mm -hmm. I was you know like this with people or certain bits about your personality and I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's, it's uh, learning how to deal with other people. Um, you know, I think a lot of us have 
I mean, I know I was naive moving out to LA. I'm from a really small town. I thought everyone was really nice. I thought everyone wanted to help <laughs> you with your goals, uh, which isn't true. And that's okay. I mean, that's how you kind of learn who your real friends are and, mm -hmm. and who you want to, who you want to support. So yeah. tell me about how you got into, um, into parkour. So uh, I got into parkour really randomly. <laughs> it's mm. a funny story. So I used to live in Washington, D.C., and I moved there after I graduated college because I studied international relations, mm -hmm. minored in Spanish, and I wanted to be a diplomat. Well, I don't like <laughs> sitting at a desk. I learned that lesson by being an intern. Mm. So one year I just, you know, I was not very happy with what was happening in my life. I think I was probably about like 24 and I think I um, operate better when I say, when I take it to the extreme. So like, know this, know that. Like I said, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make me happy. I'm gonna follow mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And so what I did, I was bartending at the time and I was teaching children gymnastics that were two to five years old for this company called Power Tots. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I love the fiddle. Like, I'm going to learn how to play the fiddle. Like that, that was the first step of my, like, January 1st resolution. Yeah. So I go and I take lessons from this guy. It's like 60 bucks an hour. I go and I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so mad. I've never been a musician. I just like to listen to music. I like to dance. So after about three lessons of paying $60, I never practiced at home. Mm. my roommate was like wow you sound terrible and I was like I know I should practice more but I just didn't feel like it mm. and then finally I went to the, the fourth lesson and the whole time I'm like oh man I don't want to be here and I left and I realized my fly was down and I was like oh that's so embarrassing like this whole time I suck at playing you know the violin <laughs> and my fly was down and so I just didn't go back I returned the rental <laughs> And at that point, I was actually transitioning to moving out of my mom's place into an apartment with my friend. And I was going through all my papers and I realized that, you know, I was looking through this old notebook and I'm like, oh, primal, sorry, someone was calling me. <laughs> I was like, primal fitness, you know, M Street, Washington, D.C. And I was like, oh, yeah, parkour. Mm. Cool. So I was like, I'm going to go try this stuff. So I sent them an email and looking back on it, my email was probably a little aggressive. I was like, level 10 gymnast. I'm really high. Level. I don't really feel like that. I need to take a beginner class. Like I think I can just jump right in looking back. I'm like, wow, I was really sure of myself. Mm. So where did that come um, from? Where did being sure of myself? Mm. I, where, sorry, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. My I really enjoyed how my parents uh, raised me. They they never tell me you have to do this, and they never yeah. told me you can't do that. So yeah. I just kind of operated on my own uniqueness, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I really focused on gymnastics a lot, and you know, I think being from a small town as well, that that growth. I I didn't, you know, social media really wasn't a thing yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I didn't, you know. I didn't look up to, it's weird because it's like you look up to people, but it wasn't kind of the same. Like I didn't, you know, celebrities were kind mm. of whatever. I think I just wanted to be on the Olympics, you know, because I was a gymnast. Yeah. But so, yeah. So then I started doing parkour and 
the rest is, I guess, history. So, with um, <laughs> very long story. I like telling stories. No, it's great. I love it. And and with parkour, um, I guess, I guess it must teach you so much about yourself because there must be difficult challenges, obstacles that you you're gonna bail, you're gonna fail, you're gonna have injuries. You know, what mm-hmm. sort of things is, is uh, you know, eight, eight years you've been doing it now, did you say? Eight yeah, and you know, yeah, and I don't, I don't do it every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, once I started doing stunts, there were other things that kind of took my energy. And this year, I actually plan on getting more into parkour in the community mm-hmm. because I really miss it. And it really does bring me happiness. So, but original question, sorry. Oh, about parkour. Yeah. yeah, so um, it's really, you know, I, I equate it with gymnastics. I think for a long, long time, and I think a lot of athletes and other people who did stuff as children can relate mm-hmm. to this. Um, I did gymnastics probably 20 to 25 hours a week when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Even up until college, I was a Division One gymnast. And I, you know, your schedule is built around training. So you don't know any other life. And what's crazy is once that is gone, you know, when I became an adult, like halfway through college, I stopped gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And I, I think since then, I've just been grasping, like trying to fill that void. And it's taken me, you know, I'm 33 now. It's taken me almost 10, 11 years to kind of figure that out about myself that I was just trying to fill some void. Mm. Like what can be the next gymnastics for me? And I kind of felt like parkour was like that for me. Mm. You know, it challenged me mentally, physically, emotionally. Great community of people. But yeah, you know, a lot of people talk uh, about parkour symbolizing, hey, this obstacle in front of me. I I can't climb this 12-foot wall yet. Um, Let me build up to it. And just like in life, you know, an obstacle comes along Mm -hmm. and, you know, you by using the similarity between an obstacle and parkour, and then in real life, it kind of helps you navigate and make it more of a fun challenge instead of being like, oh no, how can I do this? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to face this. I'm just, Mm. I'm gonna go work on something else. And then you can come back to it. Yeah. Do you get nervous? I'm sorry? Do you get nervous? Do I get nervous? Yeah, I'm kind of nervous now. (laughs) But like nervous excitement. I don't know. I haven't competed in a long time. I'd really like to do some parkour competitions this year, you know, just for me. Mm. Like, I know that I'm not at the level of people competing and, and I don't want to make it about that. Mm. I want to go out and know that it's about community and people supporting each other, just like Ninja Warrior was, you know, I haven't been on Ninja Warrior in a long time and it's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always been a very supportive community. So I like that. I like when you're around people who are like, Hey, yeah, your goals might seem crazy, but hey, we're going to rally behind you and we're also kind of on that same path. Mm-hmm. Tell us about those shows that you've been on then. What, what, um, what were those experiences like? Well, the first show that I was ever on, uh, I mean, I guess I've just been on a lot of reality stuff. <laughs> I was on a show called Tosh.0, uh, which I don't know if you guys watch it over there, but it is basically a, a guy who makes fun of you for messing up on the internet (laughs) so i messed up pretty badly and i smashed my face on a brick wall like eight years ago or something and i broke my nose and it wasn't actually that bad of an injury like the next day i was moving around a couple days later i was flipping 
but visually it was gnarly and just like <laughs> you know i posted it on youtube and i didn't really think anything of it you know next day later like it blows up and it's like whoa this girl smashes her face gnarly she's an am you know she's an amateur she's nobody this is yeah. nothing like hey why aren't you know why aren't you in the kitchen making sandwiches you know that was the at the time and the internet was just full of of all these trolls and i kind of fell into like whoa who are these people to judge me mm. and i kind of got sad about it and then a few yeah. you know there are some people who are very supportive and also like dude you're on tosh point oh that's so cool um so there's that experience yeah so actually before that i was on ninja warrior i forgot about that sorry so my first year of ninja warrior um i remember watching the video the year before being like oh my god i could be on that show like mm -hmm. that's awesome like, i i know that i could do that course but the time had already passed for me to send in an audition tape so i ended up um applying the year later and i loved it i had a great time i think i enjoyed it the most because i had zero expectations about yeah. everything i'd never been on the course i'd only watched it on tv I was super nervous and I think I, because I was so nervous and I didn't know what to expect, I went like 110%. Mm. And I ended up being like the furthest woman. Um, and I mean, I fell on like the fourth obstacle. So it, it, it wasn't like, oh, I climbed the wall and this and that. Yeah. But then I got invited back the year later and I just didn't have as much heart in it. Like I mm -hmm. kind of knew what to expect um, but I hadn't really trained very mm -hmm. hard for it. Like I've been focusing on stunts and I was getting over a really bad injury. Um, and, and just dealing with all of that, the mental stress of moving to a new city, mm. trying to pursue stunts in Los Angeles. Uh, I think I had just, I was kind of at a lower point and I just only ran because they asked me to. Yeah. And, you know, I, don't regret that of course but I think now my outlook has changed a lot more mm -hmm. where I'm like oh if I want to do this I'm gonna actually put some energy into it and not just um take it because yeah. of the opportunity that I had before and then I just so you know years 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 later I do ultimate beastmaster <laughs> and at the time so I think I did it like, uh, it aired in December of last year and I did it the year before that. So I did it in like November of 2017. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because the whole time I'm like, do I want to do reality TV again? Like, uh, I haven't really been training specifically for obstacle courses. Do I want to tell people my life story? Do they care? Like all this mm -hmm. stuff. So I, you know, I decided, I said, sure, you know, I'm going to go in and just have fun. The project sounds really cool. I get to be with people from five other countries, you know, who share a passion for movement, just anything, you know, whether that be weightlifting or archery or anything, rock climbing, parkour. So, you know, I spent 10 days over there. And, and I think the biggest thing that I was scared of was I was scared that I was going to get called for a stunt job. And then I was going to have to say no to that and i think that you know people first starting out in their careers for stunts actors that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that is a real thing you know you feel like you always have to say yes 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 you always have to be available but then calls might not come for six months but as soon as you decide to do something else you book a plane ticket to go on vacation <laughs> you do this everyone calls you and you're like yeah. Ugh. and yeah. then you have to make that choice are you okay saying no 
or are you going to live your life based off of always, you know, always having to change plans? Mm -hmm. And that can cause you to lose relationships. That can cause you to lose friends. You know, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. What's so, that? But that's it so far. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I'd like to maybe do some more obstacle course shows this year. I thought about maybe going back on Ninja Warrior because um, it's been so long, but mm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe people have suggestions. <laughs> yeah. If you've got any comments, then drop them in below. And and, and I, I was talking on the intro, I don't know if you heard, but um, obviously me and my, my son, Corey, who's six, we were watching Ultimate Beastmaster and we saw this moment where you injured your elbow and and then it was just the war paint came out. It was just like, wow. Like, <laughs> what was going through your mind? Can you take us back to that moment? What was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, so um, I just remember watching the show. So the show is a little different than Ninja Warrior in the mm -hmm. sense that like each episode was a competition in itself. So when you're but when you're there filming, you're you're watching everyone. So to you, it's not based, and you're running with people in your episode. So it's not based off of like, oh, these are the only people in my episode. But I was watching, and up and up until that point, <clears throat> no other woman had gotten to that obstacle. Mm. And I was like, "Dang! Like that must be a really hard obstacle." And I'm, you know, I'm kind of short. You know, I'm so in my mind, I was thinking, "All right, I'm I'm gonna get to that obstacle, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes." And I knew the only way that I could mm. do it was if I just jumped with my arms straight out. And, you know, up to that point, I, you know, was doing great on the show, came up to it, came to the obstacle and was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump and reach out. So I jumped and I squirreled and I caught it. And I, you know, I got up cause I was so excited and my adrenaline was just racing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh my God, I did it. Now to the audience, it's not that big of a deal. Cause I guess, you know, they, they've been watching all the episodes, but, but it wasn't like, oh, she's the first chick to make it to that. Mm. But I knew I was, and I was like, yes, that means everyone else can make it. So, you know, I'm, I'm going like this and then I'm like, oh man, there's blood on my pants. That's mm. so weird. And, you know, sometimes my, my skin bleeds around my fingers, it gets really dry in New York. And I was like, oh, it must just be my finger because of the rope or the, the chain. Mm -hmm. So I look, it's not. And then I just look down here and there's just a trail of blood and I follow it to, this is my, my scars here. Wow. But I follow it to here and I'm like, oh my God. And then I just freak out because my emotions are high. Mm -hmm. I'm very dramatic. I can be very emotional. So I'm just like, everything is just like pouring out. And then at that point, everyone's like, oh shoot. You know, production's like, Natalie, uh, you know, are you okay? And I'm like, I don't know, my arm, I'm, I'm dying. I'm not really, but, you know, I'm just like in <laughs> yeah. shock. Especially so much blood. And so they're like, we can come get you. You don't have to get in the water. And I was like, awesome. Well, uh, okay. So, and then Team USA and like everyone else, they're like, Natalie, you know, and they're like, you can do it. And, and my friends are, you know, I, I don't want to swear, but my friend, you know, she's, she's funny for, for saying stuff. She's like, don't be a little bee. And I'm like, ah, oh. and then I start laughing and I'm able to compose myself. And I'm mm. like, okay, cool. You know what? I will be upset if, you know, at myself, if I don't attempt this jump. Now I probably really did only try 90% because I think I could have made the jump, but I was afraid of pain. I mm. was afraid of hitting the water and having it hurt a lot, mm. but I actually didn't experience any pain. It was just the shock. Mm. So, but yeah, I decided to wipe the blood on my face because like I said before, I, I don't know. I like to make people laugh and I, 
I kind of like that moment, that living in the moment. And I was like, oh, LOL, like, let me just wipe this blood on my face and scream. And it, it worked because it, it helped me calm down and it made my friends laugh and let them know wow. that I was okay. That's really powerful. Um, you've got a question that's come through around. Sure. Um, so I think this kind of ties onto the back of when you talked about um, having to decide between opportunities that come up. And Dave, a friend of mine, says, how do you reflect and decide when several opportunities come up because he's got an opportunity, he's got a job opportunity, but he's doing some college work, which he might have to stop. So yeah, just, just take us through that kind of process around where you've got to, to decide between competing things, I guess. Yeah. So I'm always, I, I'm a big proponent of growth. So growth as a person, you know, mm -hmm. growth, you know, maybe towards your career or your mm -hmm. passion or this and that. So, you know, sometimes you do have to make a split you know, split second decision. Um, but I never want to feel rushed about making that decision. So I do try if I can, you know, depending on my uh, relationship with the person is I ask, you know, when do you need to know by, mm. you know, when do you need to know? Cause I, you know, I, I, I am yeah. working or, you know, and, but I think when I try to make a decision, I don't want to think about it for too, too long because mm -hmm. I think most of us already know the decision that we want to make. We just torture ourselves by overthinking mm -hmm. um, and then pulling all these different what if scenarios. Um, yeah. But I think it just, you know, you think about, hey, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, will I regret saying no or will, you know, will I... Mm -hmm regret not going on this vacation, you know, and I think that it's just understanding what priorities are mm. and what makes you happy. And I know people like maybe you have a, a vacation planned with your family and they know that this job opportunity is like really important to you and you've been working really hard, you know, they may understand yeah. and you can join them later or, you know, that otherwise maybe they won't understand, you know, like some people have, you know, they have a threshold. They're like, okay, this is the 20th time you've done this. Like, <laughs> bye. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but I that think... helps Dave. Oh, that helps yeah. Great answer. Yeah. Dave. You already know the answer. That's interesting. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I mean, I feel like you do. Yeah. I think so. I, um, when I, when I watched your clip on the, um, the American Ninja Warrior, you said something which was about um, you had the attitude of knowing that you were going to make it through. And tell me, is that about, is that confidence or is that visualization? Tell me, where, where, does, where does that come from, the having the attitude of knowing that you're going to make it through? I think it's confidence. I also think it's blended with a little bit of naivety. Uh, and, that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's only because it was like my first time doing it. And, you know, it, it's the hype. You know, they interview you and you're like, yeah, I got this. You know, you want to, they, it would be really boring if I was on a TV show and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I'm no fun. <laughs> like, just, you know what? I don't even know why I'm on the show. You know, mm -hmm. so it's, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of like, you're, it's not faking it until you make it, but it's an mm -hmm. idea behind it. Like, if I tell myself I can do it, then you're more apt to like actually give a hundred percent. Because yeah. if you go in with a negative mindset already, like, oh, man, I'm going to fail. Because that's what I did my second time. And guess what? I did not do well. Mm. You know, so I, I really think it's it's confidence. But, you know, that faking it till you make it as well. I, um, I've got a, a young daughter. She's three and a half. And um, 
you know, I'd love her to grow up, you know, high self-belief, high self-confidence and things like that. And, and I think you're a, you're a great role model for, for people in general, but also for, for, for women and for young girls, you know, you, you, you carry yourself well, you've got, you know, I like your exuberance, your confidence, I like the way you come across and I like the courage with which you show up to, whether it be your stunts or whether it be to your, um, your physical activities. And I just, um, you know, I guess I'd, I'd be curious to know what sort of advice you have for, for young girls growing up these days. Yeah. So you had asked me that question earlier and, you know, I, I gave some thought to it. Uh, and, you know, I think there's, you know, the, the environment that kids are growing up in today is different. And I, mm -hmm. I know that if you would have asked my mom the same question when I was a baby, like she would say the same thing. Like it's just going to constantly be different for each generation. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that struck me the most was people have FOMO now. Like we had it a little bit back then, but the FOMO is so real now. I can go on the internet and I'm like, man, that person's living their best life. Like everyone's a celebrity, you know, like everyone can be, you know, you have influencers, you have this, you have that. And they're, I mean, behind the screen, you know, everything's fake. Like I could be, you know, put a plant here and make it look like I'm in some exotic place. And I'm actually not like I'm in my apartment and I'm sitting on the floor because this is the best wall behind me. Cause it's the prettiest. Like, I do like brick walls. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great wall. But that's the thing is, you know, you have to decide what you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I see way too many people who are trying to please their parents, or mm -hmm. trying to please their peers, or their colleagues when they actually don't want to be doing that. And I think that's the hardest thing to recognize about mm -hmm. yourself, is that you may not fit in with that group anymore. Or yeah. You know, and everyone, you know, everyone wants to be different, but people don't actually want to be different. They want to be the same. They want just, they want to be accepted. They want to feel like they're part of a community. They want to feel mm. happy. They want to feel like they're, you know, working towards a goal. There's a lot of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, for, for girls, I would say, you know, it's okay to want to experience different things. And I think there's this mindset about not failing and not doing this and not doing that. But I mean, say you see people acting on TV and you want to be an actress and then you go and you start, you know, pouring everything into acting and then you get there and you realize, and you work a couple jobs and you're like, I actually don't want to do this. I thought I did, yep. but I don't, but you have to be okay to then, you know, bury that dream, yep. you know, d grieve for it, have your grief and then move on because then you're going to always be like, well, what if this, you know, what if this call, you know, this, I get this job or, you know, and it's okay to, to want to be, you know, some people want to be, you know, stay at home moms and take care of children. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Some people want to be single. And, you know, when you're a young person, you know, you don't know everything yet. So it's, it's okay to kind of do mm. everything, experience everything because experiences, yeah. you don't, yeah, you don't want to be like, oh, well, I have this regret where I was given this opportunity to go do this thing, but that would have meant leaving my comfortable job or you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I like that. Thank you for that. Yeah, of um, course. My, my ethos um, and how I show up and help people is about helping people be always better than yesterday. Um, I'm just curious to know what the words always better than yesterday mean to you. So like I was saying, I've been doing a lot of thinking 
not probably overthinking, yeah. but just kind of self-reflection the past year, year and a half, like what my life has been like in New York, yeah. um, you know, pursuing stunts and doing other things. And I was stuck in a rut for a little while here and I did not get out and do the things I'm supposed to do mm -hmm. for stunts. And now that I've been taking it day by day, um, you know, I've, I've realized that better than yesterday is going to be different. Like mm. maybe yesterday, the best thing I could do is just get out of bed, you know, and make myself breakfast mm -hmm. and that's okay. And I think we definitely need to use, you know, looking into the future and looking into the past as reflective moments, but we shouldn't be dwelling on those things because really the present is where we are given an opportunity for growth and for change yeah. and you know the past offers lessons and mm -hmm. and it can be hard to reflect on stuff in the past especially about yourself where you realize that maybe you weren't the best person or you could have made better choices but that you're cha you know you have moved on past that stuff and yeah I mean it's for me, it's tackling a larger goal. It could mean small projects each day to help. Um, I know one of those, like, hey, just going to work out. Like, even if it's just doing handstands or that kind of stuff, like, working out to me means I'm in a better mindset. Yeah. And, you know, treating myself the best because, mm -hmm. you know, if I eat all my meals every day, if I make sure I drink enough water, if I get enough sleep, if I exercise, then I'm actually in my, like, I feel the best. And then that's when I can make better decisions. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't snap at people because I'm hungry. I mean, mm. hangry, you know, like there's, <laughs> there's, way, there's ways to kind of make sure that I'm in my best mindset to, yeah. to really make decisions and, and yeah. decide where I want my passion and energy to go. What helps you stay consistent and disciplined with that? Um, you know, it's very hard in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. And, you know, I think becoming part of a community, especially yeah. when you're exercising, uh, that helps a lot. Um, mm -hmm. you know, knowing that I think being self-aware of being like, wow, you know, I feel really great. Like I, you know, if, if you like coffee, okay, drink coffee, but you don't need five cups a day, six <laughs> cups a day. You know, if you like wine, drink some, drink wine but a bottle is not, not okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's things that are in moderation, great for you, you know? Mm. And I think it's just understanding how you feel, like what makes you feel like crap? Yeah. What makes you feel really good? And then that's kind of, that should be the incentive. Like, Hey, I feel great. Like cherish that moment of like, I love what's happening right now. Mm. How can I continue to feel this way? Because, you know, positive you know attracts positive and you know if you're constantly around negativity it's just going to drain you and and even if you're a positive person being around negative people don't be like bye <laughs> but you can be like you can kind of almost turn yourself off from that negative emotion and still mm -hmm. help them yeah. you know yeah yeah i see that i've really enjoyed this chat this has been yeah, me too. This, this is great. Nice. I was kind of nervous. No, you've done great. And um, it's, yeah, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate 
um, you come and spending some time with me, sharing a few of your stories. Where can our watchers, listeners, viewers find out more about you? How can they connect with you? So, I mean, my personal assistant. Hi, no, I'm kidding. Um, it's me. <laughs> but yeah, you guys can send me messages on Facebook. I started a Facebook group, but it felt artificial. Uh, not a group. I I started a page, but kind of felt artificial. I used to have a website. I'm gonna get that back up and running. But yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, just Natalie Strasser. Uh, I post a lot of my training videos. Um, I've thought about trying to keep a lot more, um, just up, update my stuff every day and, and really mm -hmm. kind of reach out to people and let them engage with me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Facebook is fine. I'm, I'm pretty open. You can send me an email, you know, that Amazing. kind of stuff. Definitely reach out, definitely follow some of Natalie's content. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, would you do me the great privilege of leaving the viewers and listeners with a final thought from yourself? Ooh, tough. I did not prepare for this. Um, Whatever's on the heart. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, as, as conceited as being happy sounds, like just say, hey, be happy. You know, it's not as easy as as it appears. But I think if you take care of yourself first, mm. love yourself and kind of figure out what it is that brings you happiness, even if it means you got to fake it a little bit in the long run, it is it's going to help a lot because, hey, I'm I'm not always happy, but mm -hmm. it doesn't help when I'm around people and I'm complaining or, you know, and there's nothing wrong with, yep. Hey, I need to share with you how I'm feeling, but you know, it just becomes a cycle. So choosing to, to make yourself feel happy is, is, mm. um, it's not selfish because you're going to be able to then help other people. Yeah. Love that. I appreciate the, the honesty that you bring to the talk. I appreciate the energy as well. Um, thank you I look forward to continuing to follow your content I hope that we connect again in the future yeah likewise and thanks everyone for questions I don't I don't know I've never done one of these live things before so I don't if you have questions you can just shoot me fantastic uh, Wendy says it was great to hear your talk keeping it real open and natural very inspiring thank you Wendy Dave says really awesome chat very inspiring so we've got some great comments coming through and cool. I'm sure there'll be more as, as more people catch up on replay what I'll do is I'll share this to the podcast as well and I'll share it to YouTube so if you're watching or listening there let me just say thank you for taking the time out please do like subscribe share whatever you feel like you would like to do but definitely follow Nat uh, Natalie's content reach out to her personally um, and show her some love so Natalie just say thank you so much for taking the time out this weekend have a great rest of your week, and I hope that we connect Thank again you. soon. You too, and I look forward to talking with everyone in the future. Amazing. Much love, everybody. Bye. Bye.